Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally actors. And this is a very Bagel Christmas episode on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Dr. Seuss is a hack. Oh my gosh. All he does is just make up words if he can't rhyme. He's a he's a phony. A sure. fraud. Right. That's a great way to start this episode off. He's a communist, that is true. <laughs> what is that? It's true. He's a communist. He's a great author for children. He can't write a poem to save his life. Jeez, Daniel. Is he even a doctor? Keep, keep this in. No, keep it in. He deserves to be outed. As what? A terrible writer who is a disgrace to our society. Have Not we, even a real doctor. How many books have you published again, Daniel? I'm working on one. Uh, okay. It's an autobiography. Speaking of which, of rhymes and bad rhymes, it now is the time. Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This, of course, is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally actors. And welcome to a very Bagel Christmas episode. I am not Daniel. And I am not Wesley. There we go. So this is it. It's Christmas time, everybody. I expected you to rhyme in the intro. I thought you were going to work in all rhyme. Okay, thank you for re-reminding me. Oh, yeah. The rhyming. Yes. You uh, need to be outed here, sir. Oh, I do? Yeah. You promised a rap in, like, July <laughs> during a listener uh, on, appreciation a episode. No, you're I'm not. getting a call. call. Sorry. You're not. Oh, this is important. The duty My calls house here, sir. was flooded yeah. by a tornado. <laughs> yeah. It's on fire. So I'm going to give you a moment to collect yourself and perform this rap for the two listeners who won the rap about them. If I recall correctly, Daniel had promised a rap to someone who could guess the color of my shirt in our listener appreciation episode that came out in like July before Brad Pitt before the pit list even started. No, I do. No, no. no. I was framed. (laughs) I was edited and spliced and just promising something that I did not intend to keep. What the funniest part about this was <laughs> during like the live recording of that, I paused the episode and was like, "Hey, are you sure you want to promise this?" And you were like, "Yeah." I said, "No." Like, yeah. <laughs> you said, Don't let him fool you, folks. He's a liar. You have it written down. Um. Yeah, it's gone through about six or seven drafts. Mm-hmm. Shay said I rapped like the Wiggles, <laughs> <laughs> so she made me rewrite the whole thing, and she kind of helped. Um, it was Randy, your brother, who got, uh-huh. yeah, they got the question. And I don't know how to say a last name. Ruth. Andrew, is it Ruth? I think it's Ruth, yeah. Thank, thank the good Lord, because it would ruin all my lines. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah, it's Ruth now, so just. Why sorry. didn't you just go with Randy and Andy? I, I did. Oh, okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> I was like, wait, there was an easy one right there. It was right there. <laughs> it was right there. Excuse me one moment. <laughs> so, so yes, Randy and Andy, thank you for waiting so patiently for this, and I promise we will get right back into the Christmas goodness and giveaways for this episode. But now, this is Daniel Foster, co-host of the Vega Boys, performing his rap for the listener appreciation episode from like six months ago. 
Let me tell you about a couple homies. One's called Randy, the other called Andy. Andy will blow the roof off at every party. Get it, roof. That's why I asked. Okay. Today we... T- oh, yeah. Um, today we're talking about Andy and Randy, two homies that are sweeter than candy. Their names sound the same, but don't get it twisted. If you pull up on the click, you'll get blacklisted. If I said... Andy wasn't the goat, I'd be a liar. Watch him strike back faster than the Empire. All day, every day, he's working in his workshop. Call him high cholesterol, because he can make your heart stop. <laughs> Randy's got some guinea pigs. He's taking names and snatching wigs. He says Steve over Tony. It's a stark contrast. If you want to start a civil war, then you better think fast. You know what? <laughs> The stark contrast was all me, and I repeatedly told Shay, did you get it? Did you get it? About the stark contrast? And she kept saying, yes, Daniel, I got it, because I was really proud of it. There um, you go. There you have it. The rest, it. yeah. <laughs> like six, half a year in the making. I'm so sorry. It could have been way worse. We lost all the listeners just now. Everybody closed out <laughs> their app. Dropped to zero. I'm so sorry. There was no, like, slow descent. It was just a cliff. Drop off. This is the show finale, right here. <laughs> so for those of you still listening, like I said, and like you saw when you clicked on the title of this episode, this is a very bagel Christmas. This is our yes. Christmas episode. We've had our Halloween special. Mm-hmm. We had a host pick. We had a listener pick. We had a Black Friday special. And now we're here. The end of the year. The end of twenty twenty is coming faster. Every day, <laughs> which doesn't really mean anything. It just and your means, house is all decorated. <laughs> yeah, it just means Wes has got a tree in his living room. I do have a tree in the living room. Yeah. Uh, I'm not feeling in the Christmas spirit yet. Well, hopefully we can break that by the end of the episode. I feel holly and jolly. Well, that's why we're here. Okay. To spread some Christmas cheer by And giving... drink some beer. That was a Dr. Seuss rhyme. <sighs> to give out <laughs> some prizes oh, sorry. and presents to all the... The nice listeners, maybe some of the naughty ones. I don't know. We don't have a list. We definitely don't check it twice. We're giving it away. So don't worry about any kind of trivia. For those of you more casual listeners, if you've stumbled into this episode, we welcome you. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Uh, There will be a giveaway. Stick around for that. No strings attached. Just listen to the episode. You'll find out how to enter. Today... Daniel and I are discussing one of our favorite and iconic Christmas movies. You're asking? Maybe. It is the 2000s How the Grinch Stole Christmas, directed by Ron Howard and starring Jim Carrey. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Oh, you're just (laughs) going to say that? I'm just going to say it. Yeah, it's my favorite Christmas movie. So when was it when you first saw The Grinch? I got a story. I, I got a story it. about five-year-old Daniel going to see The Grinch with his dad. Oh, nice. You saw it in theaters. Yeah. Love so it. my dad took me and my cousin, mm-hmm. my cousin Corbin, who's seven years older than me. And when I was a kid, I looked up to him because I was like, oh, this is my older cousin. He's the coolest guy. Yeah. And so we go and see it. And he was excited to see it. So I'm like, if my 12-year-old cousin's excited to see this, this is going to be a good movie. <laughs> so I, you know, walking in, I'm super pumped. We got our popcorn. And my dad buys the three tickets, and my cousin, Corbin, looks at us, and he goes, I'm going to sit in the front row. And I'm like, 
Dad, can I sit in the front row with Corbin? He goes, no, it's bad for your eyes. And he made me sit in the back row. In the whole movie, I was pouting. So I was like, I want to sit in the front row. That's what the cool kids do. And growing up, that's the worst seat in the house. I the was front just row. about to say, I don't know if he's right about bad for your eyes, but it's bad for the movie it's experience. Bad for everything. <laughs> it's bad for every other reason, for no, sure. No, it's a terrible place. But, you know, my 12-year-old cousin was doing it. So yeah. I figured it was well, the you cool gotta. thing. You got it. You got it. So I remember really liking this movie, but I was a little salty the whole time I watched it because I wasn't, <laughs> you know, going to be seen cool as my. Um, and it's just a movie my family watches every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, I, I questioned you, like, you seeing it in theaters, but we did too. I know we did. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you saw it in theaters? No, we did too. But what I remember more is when it came out on DVD. VHS. VHS, what am I saying DVD for? It was on DVD too. Mm. But when we first got it, I remember being at my grandfather's house and the, I thought it was cool. This obviously my physical media roots stem back way far because I remember this because it came in a a green uh, just plastic about case. To ask yes, if it was and green. All the other like VHS tapes we had were either white, usually white, uh, sometimes black, and I think that was it, or maybe mm-hmm. a, an off white. Monsters Inc. was blue. That was there you really go. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, it, yeah. Grinch was green. I was like, this is so cool. Uh, <laughs> Five stars immediately. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I remember watching it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, because it was the first time that I can remember seeing something that I had previously seen animated form, now in live action. I just thought that concept was really cool. I was like, they yeah. should do that with more things. Like, Every movie. Right? <laughs> Every animated feature should be live action. They should remake Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, and those will be great, of I'm course. sure. No, dude, they're sitting on a cash cow. You're right. Someone needs to tell them. Dude, what if Disney remade every one of their big box office smash hits in live action form? But they didn't change anything. And maybe they oh, added the same something. exact to the second to the same team. movie. Maybe even setting up some of the same shots. I'd watch it. You know what they should do though? The change they should make is they should change the the wonderful heartwarming and iconic music to something else and just redo the music but everything else try to make it exact carpet copy looking at you people like will <laughs> love it people spend <laughs> billions of dollars every single year to go see them wesley is laughing but there's pain in his eyes <sighs> so much pain the soul drifted out of his body uh. Continue with your story. That I mean, that's that's it. I mean, I remember liking it a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Similarly to you, uh, this was a family favorite. We had others, and we'll get into those, I'm sure, at some point on the podcast during this Christmas uh, episode or the second Christmas episode, because this is a season of giving. We will have two Christmas episodes this year. Aww. However, today we're talking about The Grinch. Yes. So let's jump in to... Some of these tomatoes, because we were both children. I was four. You were five at the time this came out. Mm-hmm. And so, it like, we're pretty easily pleased as children. Obviously, me, <laughs> just by the color of something. <laughs> color of VHS in your soul. <laughs> and you by your cousin, by default. You just liked everything you liked, which I'm the same way. But let's see how, how, how it was received when it came out back in 2000. All right. Well, the critics didn't like it that much, and they still—it's not a critic favorite. No. Um, so that's is, probably a forty percent. 
Oh, I was going to give you the... Oh, Do you want to oh, lock oh, that oh, answer in? Or you oh, want the consensus oh, first? I'm jumping the gun here. It is rotten. Yeah. All right. As it would be. Critic consensus is this. Jim Carrey shines as the Grinch. Unfortunately, it's not enough to save this movie. You'd be better off watching the cartoon. It's a very straightforward consensus. No mm-hmm. sing-songy. I mm-hmm. like it straight to the point. Uh, what's your guess, then, for a Rotten Critics consensus? It's a 40%. It's a 49. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Audience score. It's fresh. Also rotten. What? I know. Shocker, right? You yanking my chain, I think you? this is the... It's a 55, isn't it? 56, dude. You're 56. so close. I think that surprises this is, yeah. me. This is one of those instances where you've got, I think, a bunch of like fives or like mm. sixes or sevens where it's like just on the cusp of being fresh, but not really. I mean, it is only 4% away from technically being fresh, but movie made a lot of money. Yeah. It was around a hundred million dollar budget grossed like over 300 million. So nice. yeah. Yeah. No, I remember everybody enjoying it, but at the time Jim Carrey was like such a huge, huge star. Mm-hmm. And so one of the interesting things I came across researching this movie was not only was Jim Carrey at the top of his game, essentially coming off of things like The Mask, Ace Ventura, um, Dumb and Dumber, all of those, mm-hmm. but he was actually pegged before the movie got the wheels rolling, so to speak. So Dr. Seuss, uh, the man himself, actually refused to sell the rights to any of his works to be made into movies. Oh, really? For the longest time. And he passed away in 1991. So he's selfish and he can't write. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Why? Why does it have to be this way? <laughs> just does. Okay, so his wife, Audrey Geisel, she sold the rights mm-hmm. after his passing with multiple stipulations, a lot of stuff. She would get, you know, revenue. They say would get revenue. Uh, from toys, merchandise, music-related material, and, you know, box office gross for whatever films were made. Right. She also had, in this, you know, stipulation of selling the rights, specifically for How the Grinch Stole Christmas, was any actor for the Grinch must be on a comparable stature to Jack Nicholson. Was basically, like, she had veto power over that. Basically, like, all right, you got to bring him to me. I've got to okay it. And so she listed a few off. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey <laughs> yeah. was one of the one of the ones on there. Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. And there were a couple others I read. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tom Hanks, really, and Eddie Murphy. Wow. <laughs> Can we talk about Jack Nicholson playing the Grinch? We're gonna yeah. We're we gonna go through. That. I would like to go through each one of these really quickly <laughs> and just speculate what the movie would have been like because we obviously got she got her choice with Jim, but what. A Robin Williams Grinch movie would have looked like. So of the group, I think that would have been it would have been the best. Yeah, out of that group, right? Other than Jim, I think Jim's the Jim is more juvenile, and I feel like he appeals more to the slapstick. Well, we'll get into Jim. No, but I feel like with Robin, right? Robin's got more of like a mature sense of humor. Maybe no, Dude, I don't know. He's got that. He's got similar energy in that it can't be matched, and so would have just brought life into that character yeah. on the screen, no matter what the script looked like or what they chose to do. He would have been able to act through like all the makeup and stuff. Yeah, 
but not mature. I guess like this sense of humor. I hate the, using this word, but like a smarter sense of humor, uh-huh. like more wittier. Jo- I don't know. I think it would have worked, like you said, the energy and everything. Right, but right. it would have been a totally different tone. I think. I'm just trying to imagine that that flavor of like. Aladdin's genie mm-hmm. as the Grinch. It just, yeah. it, you know, in a Snyder, more sinister way. A Zack Snyder. Right, of course. <laughs> um, so the other one, Dustin Hoffman? No. What? Like, what? I, like, I get it. He's a great actor. He mm-hmm. is. But what kind of a Grinch movie no. would that be? That's the one that I'm most curious about to see, like, a what if. Um, I probably would choose to see, like, if I had the choice to see the Robin Williams version just because, but Dustin Hoffman, like, that's such a, like, I get the choice for, like, her stipulation purposes on comparable to a Nicholson, but wow. Nope. <laughs> what a weird. It's a nope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Jack Nicholson showed up, <laughs> I would watch it. I, yeah. It would be great, too. <laughs> Oh, work no Christmas makes Grinch a dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your best Jack Nicholson face. He sees the uh, the rare who roast beast. It's like he it's just gone to the bone. He's like, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> it's like patting his belly. <laughs> Dude, you make me want to be a better Grinch. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it would have been entertaining nonetheless. But they got their guy. They got Jim. And so, I mean, one of the first things that jumped out to me about this movie was I wish, I made a joke about it already, mm-hmm. I wish the Disney movies would be more liberal with their source material when it comes to live-action movies. Because obviously the the classic animated cartoon the tv special as it is 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 wonderful i think it's perfect i think it's great i think it's classic the original the original never it, seen it, it. It's f- you haven't seen the cartoon i've never seen the original dude we like no <laughs> joke we're gonna we're gonna watch it after this because it's we? very short how, how short it's it's it doesn't matter it's short okay. enough that you're gonna watch it <laughs> i'm not leaving to your, your house until i've watched right it. I'm holding you hostage. So it's it's phenomenal. Is it better than Benedict Cumberbatch's Grinch? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, it is very short. It's under thirty minutes, and so having something like this when you're expanding that to an almost two hour movie, mm-hmm. I don't think all the choices they made are spot on, and we'll get into them. But I like the fact that they use Cindy Lou Who as like this catalyst to learn more about the Grinch and it's mainly them two carrying the story into that runtime. Mm-hmm. I feel like um honestly don't remember much about that uh twenty eighteen Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch, but it it's very Not just good. kind of bland and forgettable in my opinion. But I fell asleep. Oh right in the middle of it. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's also doing this weird like New Yorker accent. Huh. And it's just not Grinchy. Not no, Grinchy not enough for me. Enough. They got a really Grinchy Grinch in Jim Carrey. And so going into like his backstory, we get to see how the Grinch came to be, 
why he hates Christmas so much. I think all of that is very, very interesting. Do you like that little origin story? A little Grinch Begins action? On paper, if someone, like, say this movie didn't exist. If it comes to me now, and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, get this idea. We're going to take this classic, like, children's TV special, mm-hmm. remake it live action with XYZ, whoever, and you say, we're going to go and give Grinch an origin story, I would be immediately out. Yeah, <laughs> I would not think it <laughs> You run out of the building. Right. But growing up with it, I've tried to remove the nostalgia glasses for this one. I think that in a weird sort of way, because it plays off of both Grinch and Cindy Lou Who, mm-hmm. it kind of still sort of works for the most part. Yeah. Even though it seems like a bad idea or a, a laughable one at that. Yeah, I'm surprised that it works for me. Yeah, it's yeah, because usually I'm against the let's not do childhood origin stories and classic stories that we already know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and they stick the landing on some of the certain things. Like I like that it opens with the narration mm-hmm. narrated by Anthony Hopkins. Because Sir Anthony else? Hopkins Sir, to you, excuse me, Sir Anthony. <sighs> he's listening to this, you know, and he's insulted. <laughs> I'm so so sorry. You think he'll forgive me? No, probably okay. not. Well. In that case, (laughs) the flavors of what made the Grinch special, they make sure not to lose sight of that, but they do add quite a bit of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's weird to juggle. We'll get into my opinions on it in a little bit, but I want to point back to, before we get into more of the nitpicky stuff and then the plot and whatnot, the critic consensus, I agree with like 99% of what they said about the Jim Carrey performance is great. Fortunately, it's not enough to save this movie. I would change one word, and I would just say, fortunately, it is enough yes. to save the movie. And so that's basically my biggest take, if you will, is watching this. We talked about the different actors. Having Jim Carrey in this role has solidified it in such a way that I don't want to say no one else can touch it, but it exists in this weird sort of realm of early 2000s, back when... You know, there were some questionable things added into this movie, and we'll get into that, but that letting him kind of sort of go off the leash with it mm-hmm. serves the movie much, much more than if it was a more restrained actor or even if they, you know, took less risks with diving into the... If he was, say, say it focused on the Who's and the Grinch mm-hmm. was still just kind of a side character or whatever... That'd be kind of weird, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Jim he Carrey, ad-libbed most of his lines, yeah, you know that? Exactly. And think about how many lines are memes now. In our oh, yeah. He's become a meme. The Grinch. Yeah. This Grinch is now the, very memeable. Yeah. The 6.30 dinner with myself, I can't cancel that. That was ad-libbed. Oh, okay. And that's my life motto. Right. <laughs> it's funny about that we mentioned that. That's kind of a popular thing. Another movie we talked briefly on the podcast about, Sonic. He was yeah. also ad-libbing most of his lines in that movie too people just give jim carrey the the script and like hey it's in pencil by the way erase and move around whatever you want he throws it behind him he's even erasing <laughs> and for this movie can he I, brings that energy yeah. that makes it all work can i ask you something mm-hmm. i think i know why you like this movie you do like this movie i can say that right yeah yeah i think i know why it's a heist movie he's stealing <laughs> christmas Got me. You, 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 like, you like inadvertently ruined my my big like reveal at the end, the big bit of this episode. I'm, really? It's fine. Were you gonna do that? Say it's a heist movie. Dude, I'm leaving. It all. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I? I stepped I on your toes. I think it's funnier that you're calling you call my bluff. <laughs> I was going to give it like some absurd amount of bagels and then you'd be like, what? I'd be like, well, it is a heist movie. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. He does The Grinch and Maxi. Or, yeah, you, right. that scene where they're uh, scheming. Oh, yeah. It's just like Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Exactly. It's this is what got a little West started. This was the first Ocean's... Well, second Ocean's Eleven. The original Ocean's Eleven came out in whatever, the 60s. Then yes. there was this movie. Then in <laughs> then 2001 the was the actual remake of Ocean's Eleven. They just Put Grinch in the Ocean's Eleven movie? <laughs> Where, we need a green light, Ocean's 14, now! <laughs> Throw him in there! <laughs> all, all joking aside, Jim Carrey would be fantastic in a, an Ocean's movie. Jim Carrey would be fantastic in anything. Perfect. So, same flick, now we nitpick, is the category. What mm-hmm. we kind of look back on, uh, talk some negative things we didn't catch the first time around, stuff we've noticed these years later that might still bother us. Yeah. There's some stuff. We got some weird-ass jokes in this There's movie. There's some... Yeah, and this kind of irritates me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I here I am saying this is my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> but there are some things that bother me. Like I'm, I don't know how I feel sometimes about the raunchy jokes in yeah. kids movies because I'm just like, really, that's what we're doing. Yeah. He says bitching in this movie. That one I don't mind. That one I think is pretty funny. <laughs> but before we get into more of these, uh, we talked about like veto power that Audrey Geisel had. She had that over the script as well, and she cut out some more of the innuendos and sexual oh, really? references. And I was reading that re- in my research, like, there was more. <laughs> like, what didn't make it into this movie? Is there that, a sex scene in this movie? Like, that had to be cut. Jeez. What was Universal doing? I think it's in the contract that you can make a sexual innu- innuendo, but it has to rhyme with some absurd <laughs> just word that's made up. <laughs> There's so many, so many things running through my head right now. <laughs> the Grinch has a big woozle or something. <laughs> this is something. A family, this I don't know. Oh, it's a family Hold show. On. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, a handful of different things, which uh, it is a 2000s trope. Um, it's a Shrek thing. Very similar to Shrek. Yeah, where and again to the Shrek point, another green iconic character, <laughs> but a terrible movie. But continue. Oh wow. Okay. Well, what? Geez, dude, you can't oh, keep th- whiplashing me like oh, this. Sorry. In so, <laughs> the Grinch having all this stuff in there. Yes, yeah, similarly to Shrek. The Shrek mm-hmm. thing though is like. Oh, it's supposed to be Disney, but it's not Disney. Spoofing it's spoofing Disney. Disney. They're poking yeah. fun. It's kind of more for on the adult side of things. This is the Grinch, and so it has like no, not no room for it because obviously they made room for these kind of jokes. But it's so odd, especially in like a Christmas movie. Another one that yeah. comes to mind is Christmas with the Cranks. That's a pretty like family like focused, but it's got a lot of like innuendos and like sex yeah. jokes in there. So. But I think also Ron Howard's kind of spoofing Dr. Seuss in this. Because there's even, like, he kind of he's kind of poking fun at it. Because one of my favorite lines, and mm-hmm. it's right off the bat that kind of sets the tone for the whole movie, is when they're going through the gifts, and the character says, I got a fant for your aunt, a monkle for your uncle, and a fanpa for your cousin Leon. <laughs> like, it's just making fun of the whole rhyming scheme. Well, yeah, you got to And I feel it. like it's, in a way, just kind of parroting Dr. Seuss, but at the same time... With... Inappropriate jokes. <laughs> no, but that is the inappropriate jokes, I would say. 
Sure, you right. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a faithful adaptation, but it's got this spice of like kind of poking fun at it too. Yeah. Another example is uh, the baby coming from the historic, and he goes, "It yeah. looks like your boss." Like, like, like what the <laughs> what? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But yeah, the one that that bothers me the most, and it bothers me because it's so freaking fresh, oh, no. and because this freaking joke hasn't died yet somehow it survived the 2000s is is when grinch pops out of the shoot Mm -hmm. for the hubilation oh yeah and he falls right into uh martha martha may who's boobs boobs and bosom basically (laughs) hello martha and it's like oh it's funny fell into her breasts everybody laughs that's great i know everybody bring your children to the theater (laughs) so funny and i'm not saying like if you laughed at that like shaming you no like but okay there's that and the fact that it's been brought back and i'm calling out a specific person. This is like my tangent for the episode, oh, okay? Preach it. Director Joss Whedon of oh, Avengers fame. The Weed Man. We're going we? after him. It's a hot topic now. What did he do? So he put it in the second Avengers movie. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Oh, Bruce Banner yep. falls into Black Widow's bosom again. And it's like, <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a weird joke to put in an Avengers movie. But it's like, maybe he had like some weird joke quota and he had to be lazy. And it's like, whatever. It's a yeah. weird thing for a Marvel movie in general. But then the same dude, and I don't think this is a coincidence, Josh Sweden directed the Justice League. And guess what? Flash falls into Wonder Woman. And it's like... Does he? Yeah. Like, I remember that at dude, all. And yeah. And like they make that joke where it's like, like what what, what are you... Like, come yeah. on. You're getting paid Boobs are funny. so much <laughs> to like, just write better jokes. I know. I've seen it so many times. And no one gets any more passes. I hate the joke. It's the equivalent of... It's not that of... funny. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> Which Wes and I have talked about over the weekend that uh, that should be included in every single movie. Ever the made. line that's gonna leave a mark because that's funny. The guy so got hurt, funny, yeah. and he said it's gonna leave a mark. mark. That is funny. Someone else got hit by something. Someone from afar, like, oh, that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> or my even worse is the I'm okay after falling. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. Yeah. It's not that I don't think it's funny. It's just that it's so lazy. It's very I'm lazy. I'm sick of it, and I'm probably only sick of it because we watched Avengers this year It is a little well. embarrassing for the female, like the actress. Yeah, it's like, it's like here's on. the joke. Yeah. His face are on my boobs. So funny. Are you laughing? Uh-huh. Everyone at home is. All the children you brought to the theater <laughs> certainly are. <laughs> that's what they came to see. <laughs> Okay, so that's, that's what my cousin went in the yeah. front row. <laughs> that's Corbin, you dirty dog. <laughs> All right, so that's like my biggest nitpick of the movie. Um, blast from the cast. We're going to kind of combine this with talking about the plot as well. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know How the Grinch Stole Christmas, like we mentioned before, is a very famous heist movie that just happens to be around Christmas. <laughs> Christmas heist. And so in this adaptation, we do get some lovely narration at the beginning, basically explaining we're going to Whoville. And Who's, they love Christmas every year. They basically spend the entirety of the year counting down to Christmas, buying different gifts, Mm -hmm. 
decorating the whole nine yards. If you love Christmas, you will relate to the Who's. They right. worship it. And so everybody in Whoville loves Christmas, mm-hmm. except for one soul on the top of Mount Crumpet <gasps> is the Grinch. The green-haired, awful, sinister, monster-like mythos of a creature that no one has seen for an undisclosed amount of years. The one who stole Christmas. The correct. one who will steal the Christmas. That is correct. He does. Doesn't like Christmas. Not one bit. Not one bit. And this Grinch is played by the man himself, Jim Carrey. Jimothy Carrey. So we'll get back to the plot in just a little bit. But Jim Carrey, like we said before, was pegged to play the role. And like I said earlier, I think he saves the movie hands down. What he do does. Mean? Yeah. Well, glad we're in agreement on that. Yes, no, he absolutely does. With that being said, do you dislike the scenes he's not in, or will we get That's, to that? We'll get. Well, we can't. We can kind of discuss that here. It's not to a fault. I think the movie is obviously better with him in it. Like mm-hmm. we said, it's gotten to the point that it's a meme now of a lot of his lines. He ad lib things. Everything the, he says is funny. The man. The first time he got into the makeup, it took eight hours. I believe it. And great makeup work. Jim Carrey Even for two thousand. That's yeah, awesome. It looks really good. It won an Oscar for best makeup because it does not look like him in the slightest. No. He, after the makeup took eight hours the first time, he went back into his trailer and kicked a hole in the trailer with his foot, and basically told Ron Howard like, "I'm not doing the movie." And so they got their little squad together to make the actors happy and everything because. You know, I'm glad he did it. Maybe an overreaction, but uh, yeah, they later, you know, got the process down a bit better. So every day, it basically took about two to three hours to do the makeup. But it is, you know, paint, makeup, basically, and everything. the The suit is made of like spandex and mm-hmm. yak hair sewn really? into it. green dyed yak hair, just sewn into this thing. Um. And so they basically got the their higher-ups together and were like, okay, what are we going to do for Jim? What they did for Jim Carrey is they hired like a CIA operative to train Jim Carrey basically in torture resistance. I'm not making really? this up. This is true. Jim has talked about this, I think, on the Graham Norton show. And I need was, that for putting up with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah, so basically what it's like being tortured is what he was like, okay, sure. And that training obviously helped because he stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to point out the child actor who plays Young Grinch had the same exact process? Really? Did he need CIA training? I don't know, but... Uh, who played him? Danny DeVito? <laughs> is, that a, is that a short joke? Is that what that is? Is that... <laughs> We no, just got done I... complaining about lazy jokes, Daniel. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, side note, that kid is awesome as a little miniature yeah. Jim Carrey. And we'll get to him because he's a big part of the story. He too. sure is. Continue. Jim has, like we said, has the ad lib lines, but he brings the energy in almost every single scene. I don't think there's a bad scene with him in it because he's just... So much, like, potential energy is there when you're, like, just waiting for something to happen or a different line delivery or a different mannerism or a face. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Love it. There is no other actor more committed to their bit than Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously a Bagel Boy's favorite there. With but how does he that. pull it off? 
How's he do it? Yeah, how's he do it? Because how is it not obnoxious? Well, some people think he's obnoxious. Yeah, some people, some people and don't that's like fine, him. And that's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. Makes me sad, but it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. How come he's able to pull it off and others couldn't? Right. I just don't get it. It he's is awesome. He's a genius. He's funny. We did mention the uh, like the Robin Williams earlier on, and yeah. it's just that special talent only comes around every so often, different years mm-hmm. and and whatnot. But having someone like that again with something like a, a performance in The Mask, where he's there's the essence of CGI in that, it mm-hmm. adds a whole nother level of everything he's doing. Obviously, they had some stunt doubles and whatnot, but yeah. All the stuff he's doing when he's running around and whatnot, it's all him, and it's all tangible and real. I feel like nowadays, if they made this in 2020, it'd be like, oh, we'll put some makeup on your face and maybe CGI the fur on later or something like that. But that feeling of, you know, all that blood, sweat, and tears he had to do to, like, get all that paint jobs done, you know, they won the Oscar. Like, it makes it so much more real and yeah. still sucks you into the movie, even though it's 20 years later. They... They built a lot of the sets with, like, styrofoam. And so that's another testament to this movie is the production design is really, really well done. So that way, for us now watching this as adults, it doesn't stand out. At, like, yeah, there's parts of this that are absolutely cheesy. We're talking about who's loving Christmas and Grinches yeah. and, and whatnot. But did you get that feeling, too, like, watching it? Like, wow, this is, like, this was a set that was built. It's very impressive. Yeah, it is. I it think is. so, too. And to that of why... I like this movie so much is the sets mm-hmm. of how committed Ron Howard was. And that's why I feel like a CGI adaptation, it just doesn't really work because we haven't animated one yeah. before. And so it's a great point. I don't know. It's no. good. Yeah. He, uh, to your point about Howard, there were, you know, no straight lines allowed in Whoville because that's a, a very Dr. Seuss aesthetic, no straight lines, no hard corners, yeah. nothing. That's why in so many shots of the movie, like a majority of the movie, they're at these weird like Dutch angles and low-hanging zooms and, and whatnot. It, the mm-hmm. camera itself doesn't even film things in a traditional way. Right. I think that adds to the, the Seuss-ism of the movie in a great way because I feel like some of the other adaptations have kind of forgot that. I'm not saying every movie needs to have some weird like spinning camera motion or whatnot, but recognizing the source material for what it is and being able to add to it. Love that. Yeah. James Horner's score. Let's talk about that really quick. Like that a lot. James Horner I is, like the score quite a bit. Yeah, he's a legend in the making. I'm pulling up what he else he's done right now. I think we've talked about him on the show before, too. There's a Ben Fold song in this movie. <laughs> there I heard is. Ben Fold singing. Uh, but we gotta talk about... Well, we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait, yeah. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I have a huge bone to pick of this movie. Okay, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there in the uh, cast. But uh, James Horner famously also has composed things like Titanic, Avatar, Aliens. He's worked with James Cameron mm-hmm. many times. He also did The Amazing Spider-Man, Jumanji, yeah. Braveheart, The Grinch, Troy, another pitless Bagel Boys episode, uh, Magnificent Seven remake, and Southpaw. Both of those. And Field of Dreams as well. A lot of things that have very notable scores. He's the man. He captures the feeling of Christmas very well. That's one of the other things I've done is putting on, like, the theme and, like, soundtrack, you know, scores of the movie. I've probably done that 
more often during Christmas than actually watching the movie too. Because yeah. I do like rewatching this movie, but having that just the feeling of it all, mm-hmm. he captures that extremely well. Did he like write Faru Dores? Was that in the original? <laughs> right. Was that the no, original? Or no, did that, he write that, that? Yeah, the song, the Who song at the yeah. end, it was in the original. Faru Dores. Yes. Yep. Okay, I gotta say it. What? How dare this movie? What did it do? What did it do? The Mariah Carey song. She wrote the song that Cindy Lou sings. How dare this movie stop dead in its tracks for us to get a five minute song from a little precocious child singing to us about Christmas? The movie that song sucks. Taylor, and that's a Taylor huge... Momsen plays Cindy Lou Who. Yes, she does. And that scene's my least favorite scene in the whole movie. When she sings the song. Yeah, because it doesn't fit. So, at this point in the movie, we have kind of gotten the introductions of not only mm-hmm. the Grinch, but the Who's. We got the whole shtick about Christmas. Cindy Lou Who is the one member of her family and seemingly the only Who in Whoville that believes there's something more. Wanting something more out of Christmas instead of just the gifts and the presents and the hubbub that there mm-hmm. is. And so, she does sing this very Mariah Carey-esque song pretty early on in the movie about where are you Christmas oh. and wanting it to come back. Which is very, like... High concept for such a young child, which I do yeah. appreciate what the story is trying to do with her. The story's character. fine, but yeah. the song sucks. <laughs> you don't like the song. And Mariah Carey did write that. I wasn't kidding. No, no, no. Yeah, no, okay. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, she did write it. And I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't, it's out of place in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is not a musical. No. It's I mean, not. they do the You're a Mean Monster Grinch. It's not. It's a kind musical. of talked yeah. through. There's it's like not. three songs in the movie, yeah. Just the two, just those yeah. two, right? Or is it I'm counting Fahoo. Oh, Fahoo Dory. How could I forget Fahoo Dory? How could I forget Fahoo Dory? I, Dory. Dory. <laughs> I love it too with the Christmas going, Fahoo Dory. He's just making Doesn't it up. Sing it right, yeah. <laughs> That's me, even though I've seen this movie countless times. So yeah, along with feeling like there's something more to Christmas, Cindy Lou who goes on basically this discovery of like, maybe we should, she says to her father at one point in the movie like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about this hubilation, which is like the pre-Christmas pre-game for the Who's, where they just oh, get yeah. wasted on fudge, pudding, whatever Who drink they're drinking. And she's like, I may do something drastic. And the drastic thing she does is basically nominate the Grinch to be the Who, who what is it? Who Meister? The Holiday uh, Cheermeister. Yes. Which yes, is like the, the celebrated Who, and they do all these different things with mm-hmm. him. We'll get into that. So... Cindy Lou Who's like, hey, we're gonna, I'm gonna nominate the Grinch, and everyone's like, uh, how dare you? Namely, the next person on our cast list, Jeffrey Tambor as Mayor Augustus Mayhew. Jeffrey Tambor is so good at playing a scumbag. He's in one of your favorite shows, which I, because of this, we're watching this movie. I now want to start because of him. Uh, Arrested Development, is yes. that correct? Okay, he is That's such a, a scumbag favorite. in that. As yeah. Well. <laughs> And he just plays it so... I've heard he's actually a terrible person. Oh, Jesus. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Either that or he's a really good method actor. <laughs> I don't know. He's been keeping but committed no. to his bit for too long. <laughs> Jeffrey, come back to the light. He's hilarious in this. Yeah. I feel like you don't really appreciate it until you get older. Yeah. Uh, just like when he's he has the book of who, and he's trying to justify why the Grinch can't participate. And he's like, oh, it's uh, it's somewhere. And he's flipping through the pages. It's the, the embodiment of like making up shit. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> he's fun. Very topical. <laughs> I do want to say his character is necessary for the movie because mm-hmm. 
if you're going to make the Grinch the sympathetic character that you're rooting for, you need to then have either some other villain or something or someone you're rooting against. And that's basically it. Even though yeah. I wouldn't go as far as to say he's a downright villain of the movie, he's the guy you kind of sneer at the most. You don't like him at no, all. Yeah. I love that ring he gets her, though. He gets Martha. Yeah. There is a weird love triangle as well, too. Oh, gosh. Can we just gloss over it, please? We'll, we'll kind of make the bridge here. So, Augustus Mayhew basically tells little Cindy Lou, who, like, hey, don't invite the Grinch. He does not like Christmas, which is, like, sacrilegious to the Who's. And Cindy Lou, who, what a sweetheart, is like, I think he, like, just needs some holiday cheer, basically. He needs to become one of our cult down here and just, you know, he, he deserves to be loved. So she goes up to meet him. They have a fantastic back and forth uh, with Cindy Lou, who, being a brave little soul, getting up there. Love that scene where he's just acting out of his mind. And this child's, like, kind of just giggling at him, like, you're kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then invites him down to be the Who Cheermeister. Why do I keep messing that up? Oh, it's the Holiday Holiday Cheermeister. Cheermeister. Thank yeah. you. Holiday Cheermeister. And he hears that Martha, his long-lost love from back when Grinch lived Who in Whoville. so turned on by him every time she sees yeah. him. And that's basically the reason that and the mentioning of a prize slash check. <laughs> what he thinks is going to be like, he's going to get like win get some, some prize, get some money from this, from these hoots. But uh, mainly Martha <laughs> is like yeah. kind of the hook that uh, Cindy Lou kind of feeds him because she's been doing all this research mm-hmm. where the Grinch is, where he's from. And we learn a lot of backstory on who. Mm-hmm. Well, it's was. funny too, because, okay, side note. This relates, I promise. Yeah, yeah. The movie I watched after this was Citizen Kane, and they're the same. <laughs> they're the same movie because oh, right. I forgot. Yes, they're the same movie because she's interviewing everybody about the Grinch and why he's the way he is. Just like in Citizen Kane, there's reporters asking people about his life and getting to know who he was. The Grinch and Citizen Kane are the same movie, so. Martha, I really cannot stand how turned on she is every time she sees him. It's a joke that makes me squirm. And uh, I know it, I know it's supposed to. It serves its purpose. Christine Baranski is that her? Martha Mayhuvier. Yeah. yeah. And she is the object of affection for both the Grinch and Augustus Mayer Mayhew. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, this is the one thing where I'm like you didn't really need to do this. You could have had the whole movie, like, I get that you're trying to do this love triangle angle, but you could have just had Cindy Lou Who inviting the Grinch down here without some weird, like, love interest, because, man, she yeah, is why does every hot mo- for the Grinch. Oh, she, she's Jeez. digging him. I don't understand why every movie feels like there needs to be a romantic aspect to it. This is a perfect yeah. example. There's this is necessary. I get that, like, like dialing into, like, the psychology, like, inner thought, like, aspect of it. All the other Who's, with some exceptions, basically look the same. They all act the same. So you might want to spice it up and try something different. But why does that have to be a yak-haired lunatic who lives on the top of a mountain that smells like actual garbage? Like Who has termites in his smile. Someone needs to check on Martha. Because that does not... That He's got that big, healthy. hairy belly. Oh, big belly. And then he says... He's got the dad bod. Total dad bod. (laughs) My favorite tradition, he takes the mistletoe and he waves it between his legs. He's like, so you can kiss it. Basically, he's making a joke, Dan. He's saying to to the who's... He's saying to the who's to kiss his ass. 
with a mistletoe. Wait, really? That's right. Hold on, with a with, hold on one second. Daniel, mistletoe yes. normally in the Christmas tradition yes. is hung above like a doorway or an arch, and when two people meet underneath it, they, they kiss each other's butts? Fi- frivolously make out. Like it's a law. Oh, you have to. You have to. What or if you're. Okay. Death to you, basically. Oh. So watch out for uh, mistletoe this season. R- Grinch grabs the mistletoe. Sticks his butt out, waves it over his cheeks to the Who's, and basically says, pucker up, Who Bill. Oh, he wants Meaning them to kiss his posterior. His his rear end, yes, Daniel. Okay, I gotta rewatch this movie. <laughs> no, but when she, he does that, Martha passes out, which is... She's just overcome with the thought of... <laughs> <laughs> Too far, Ron Howard! <laughs> Yeah. But hold oh, on. Wait, when he to wait, your what? point. Because <laughs> I just remembered what there's another little who who also faints, right? Because really? Of that Is joke. there? Yeah. It gets to Martha, and there's another little who. So, so what? Are there two people? Out I don't with, remember like, the other a who. Really strong attraction to this Grinch. And he destroys this town, and people have got to get hurt, right? Right. Do the, it, no, no, no. People probably got injured, right? This is the, no Wes. People probably got injured during this, didn't they? The who's? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thankfully, there's there's probably like. Do you think they had to get like an ambulance? For the sure. Yeah, you think they probably rush them off? Where would they rush them off to? The hospital. And uh, who would be the physician? The, I don't know where you're going. This who would be the physician to take care of the injured who's? The Dr. Seuss? Is that the joke? Uh, close. Uh, if, he, if he's... Uh, trying to figure out the joke before he's saying <laughs> if, if they're living in Whoville... Dr. Who? Oh my gosh. We're never going to get to these giveaways. Thank you, Sil, for holding in and listening. I think this is a good time for announcing like giveaway. People yeah, let's do a giveaway real quick. So there will be two. One for this. Uh, there's actually technically four gifts to give away. There will be two this episode, two next episode. Like I said, there's no trivia involved here. All you have to do is just say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you want. Just let us know. Let us know your favorite Christmas movie something just let us know you're out there Mm -hmm. little who's okay by any (laughs) means necessary you can call us text us message us on facebook or instagram like our page on either one of those websites as well and just let us know you're having a good safe holiday because we really appreciate you guys listening throughout the year and Mm -hmm. we want to give back so we'll be giving away some movies we'll kind of keep it under wraps as to what the movies are uh Basically, what we're going to do is just going to accumulate everybody who says hey to us, either Merry Christmas or whatever, just message us in some way and say that you want to be entered into this drawing. We'll draw a name. If you win, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. So we've got four movies to give away. So we'll give away two for this episode, the end of this a week when after this one comes out, and then, again, two for next episode. So you guys can all enjoy your movies before Christmas. We should make it interesting and make the listeners sing uh, Where Are You Christmas. You I want to be very clear. You do well, not, nor you do? should you, have to do that. So no. you have to. This no. One. Everyone, you heard it here at the Vega Boys. Hey, I'm a co-host, too. I have equal power in this. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Please send all to Wesley your best videos of seeing Where Are You Christmas. I by will Cindy say. Lou Who, by Mariah Carey. <laughs> I will say, all of the movies that we're giving away are ones that we've talked about this year. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at them. Most of them 
maybe baker's dozens that's all i'll say so there you go for casual listeners or long-time listeners you're definitely getting something worth your time back to the the misfortunate events that happen at the hoovalacia so cindy lou who succeeds getting the grinch down there and basically jeffrey tambor as augustus mayhew basically makes a pass at him and ruins the time (laughs) makes him angry and on top of pissing the grinch off he also asks martha to marry him with a huge ring and a new car, a new as car. they say, and the Grinch is just not having it. He snaps, and he's like, like you said, park it up and kiss it, Whoville, and he basically sets fire to their whole town. <laughs> There's one of my favorite bits in the movie is that he is looking around, and he's trying to just make a getaway. <laughs> he sees this little car. <laughs> Merchandise, like, highlight here, too. Uh <laughs> They used to have like a basically a, a radio like remote controlled car. Oh, really? That, and we had it as kids with the Grinch on with, top, or oh, the two. It was th- a little car with a uh-huh. large Grinch on top. That's could just hilarious. Drive around. It is so funny. That to me still holds up to this day, even though it's so like simple. It's one of the funniest things to me, and I for and, like there's no rhyme or reason why I laugh so hard at that, but it's I still great. do. It's such great physical comedy. Is that the Ron Howard cameo? Is he the driver? Because I know Ron Howard makes a cameo, but I couldn't find him. I'm not exactly sure. Um, He was hiding. One of the things we do mention is Ron Howard's brother is in this movie. He puts him in a lot of his movies. He was in Solo most recently as well. And he plays Hubris. (laughs) Hubris. Yeah, Hubris. Who's like Mayor Augustus's lackey, basically. Mm -hmm. He has this same hairstyle and whatnot. He's kind of funny. Yeah, I'd put my brother in a movie if I made a movie, and I would hope my brothers would do the same. <laughs> the mayor gets his head shaved, and he goes, "Do something!" And he panics. He grabs sh- the razor, and shaves his, his own head. head. It's just pandemonium. And I, one of the other famous jokes that will always get a chuckle out of me is that the Grinch looks back on basically this town he's destroyed, <laughs> and he's like laughing. He's going back up to his town, and he turns, and he's like basically laughing and cheering in his own, you know, successfulness of destroying their Christmas tree. And you just hear Mayor Augustus, like, in the background, like, good thing we had a spare. And it's this <laughs> huge Christmas tree already decorated. Yep. And to me, I love it because it just makes so much sense in context with this who world <laughs> who worships Christmas. Like, of course you'd be ready for this weird instance of, like, yes, the Christmas tree burned down. We have one ready to go. And it's back <laughs> up and it pisses him off so much because he's like, geez, like, I almost had them. <laughs> we got to talk about one of the other main characters really briefly oh the dad kelly plays oh. the dog max oh maxi max is played by a Did girl dog. oscar no they rescued this dog from a mm-hmm. shelter home oh yeah it's gonna be put down and oh. they saved it for the movie because it responded to the trainer basically nice. so Cute puppy. Cute little tidbit there. So Love yeah, it. Max does a great job. He's great. He steals the show. Not mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. Move over Jim Carrey. They did a great job of like the cartoon dog and this dog look very similar. Do they? Yeah. Too bad his butthole gets kissed by the mayor. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that does happen in that this movie. Uh, I don't appreciate warning. that joke no. too much. Um, can we talk about Cindy Lou Who's dad and how he's and her, a and weasel? We'll talk about mom and dad. Yes, the Molly Shannon plays Betty Lou Who, and Bill Irwin plays Lou Who. Lou Who, of course. Lou Who, yes. Lou, <laughs> how's it going, Lou? So you think <laughs> Lou is a? He's a weasel. A weasel. I hate this guy. Uh, 
I kind of like him. Oh, you did? Yeah. What part Part where he didn't defend his daughter being ridiculed by the mayor? But that's the thing Whoville. he does at the end. That's the whole kind of catharsis. He does, but he doesn't at... before that. No. At the Whovillation prior to that, he, he basically lets Sidney Lou get roasted. And, I mean, to not their defense, but the Grinch did kind of burn the town to the ground. And so what do you say to your kid, like, oh, it was just a mistake inviting the Grinch? You didn't know any better? Like, you kind of were told, and your predictions so far were right. But he's so out of it. I mean, like, he's just... He is very out of it in the season. He's not with it. Which I like the fact that throughout the movie there is this dynamic between him and Cindy Lou who have, like... Her asking all these questions, and he's kind of brushing her off, like, listen, like, it's just Christmas. Why can't you just be happy, child? Uh Which, to me... I feel like I don't have any kids yet. It's like an interesting point to make for a parent where it's like, things are fine. <laughs> like, we've got a lot of Christmas stuff going on right now. Yep. It's a crazy holiday. It's like, what, like, the, he's not ever frustrated with her. He's just kind of at no. a loss of like, how do I make my kid happy? Right. And then at the end of the movie, he does realize that it's like, hey, listen, my kid's actually really smart. I'm going to mm-hmm. stand up for her. And I love that. I like that scene in the movie. Yeah. Molly Shannon also plays the mom, Betty Lou Who, like we said. And I think she's great. I think both mm-hmm. the parents are great. Uh, Bill Irwin, who plays Lou Who, is a huge favorite of ours in a different movie, Daniel. What movie? Someone you would not expect, or something you would not expect, rather. Really? He plays Tars, the robot in Interstellar. The Does voice. he really? Yeah, the voice oh, of Tars is Lou Who. Shows up in Interstellar. Yep. Huh. Never would have guessed, right? Who would have thought? Who knew? Not me. Get it? Because <laughs> so, of the who's, Daniel. I understand. Okay. So more, more, more little thoughts I had about the plot. Mm-hmm. Can we? Are we chronological thoughts? <laughs> oh, these are just thoughts. I'm just Fire throwing them away. Out. So in the flashback, uh, these are. I'll just call them random Daniel thoughts mm-hmm. of the episode. Uh, so the Grinch hated Christmas from day one. Which no. is kind of weird. Yeah, he did because he bit off Santa's head. Santa, bye-bye. He liked the cookie. Yeah, but he wanted to kill Santa. He liked the cookie. <laughs> he did like the cookie. But I think that's interesting. And he inherently hated Christmas. We They go into why he hates it. No, he hates it because he was ridiculed. But before that, he right. hated it. Sure, okay. Yes, and I, th- I, I, just, I, I question that. I question, you question you, a Ron baby Howard. eating a cookie, Daniel. No, because he said Santa bye bye with malicious intent. What are your other thoughts, please, dear God? Okay, my other thought was uh, who marijuana does exist in this movie? Oh yeah, uh, who I'm hash? Sure. Who hash? Yeah, I didn't catch that before. <laughs> What's he doing without who hash? Also, the and it Grinch... comes in a can. <laughs> it does come. In I always a can. thought it was like it kind of might be hash browns, but no, not hash I don't browns. Think so. Um. Two more random Daniel thoughts. Yeah. Did he eat that mouse that was... No, but in the uh, cartoon, it's interesting. In this one, in the live action, he takes the mouse. Mm-hmm. Which I like that better in the cartoon because the rhyme is the same. as He leaves a crumb that's even too small for a mouse. Yes. And then he takes the crumb in the cartoon. And for some reason, my Wesley young head, I was like... he. It says in the rhyme he leaves a crumb, but in the cartoon, he takes the crumb away. So yeah, in this one he takes the mouse because it's like I don't know. Anyway, okay. so that's a yeah, random yeah, yeah. West thought for um, you. <laughs> he's a child murderer because he gives children scissors and says go run real fast with it. 
that's another great we kind of glossed over that grinch's first incognito mm-hmm. goes with the theme of the heist movie uh surveillance of whoville yes as he comes down in a mask and a who mask which is pretty funny and he's just doing all these like weird random malicious like naughty things you could say to like he burps at a who he gives kids scissors tells him run like you said there, there's a lot of funny bits in that section there are a lot I of do funny appreciate bits. bits everything he does is just a big old funny bit so we left off with you know whoville being burnt to the ground there's a spare christmas tree grinch goes backed up and he's pissed and he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stop it once and for all i'm going to steal christmas it's a great montage scene with the famous song this time performed by jim carrey which is phenomenal yes. listen to the song if you haven't heard it if you don't want to watch the movie of your a mean one mr grinch great montage heist-esque scene getting ready and he goes down he sees santa leave which implies that santa is real which i love and mm-hmm. of course because this whole town worships christmas where else would santa go first exactly and he goes in starts stealing all the gifts and then you know he has his famous run-in with cindy lou who basically impersonating santa and that's when we get like this one of the parts I like the most where Sidney Lou who kind of confronts him and is like, hey, Santa, what are you doing with our tree? And all that kind of stuff. And she basically asks Santa, like, okay, if anybody knows it's Santa, what the true meaning of Christmas is. And the disappointment in her when the Grinch, you know, just in his eyes, what he thinks the Who's believe, he comes across the only Who that doesn't believe it. Mm. And he tells her it's the gifts and presents. And that's what Christmas is all about. And she's so let down by that because she thinks she's the, the king of Christmas, Chris Kringle himself, is saying it's all about the gifts. It's oh, one thing she didn't want to hear. It's Being tough. told to her by the one guy who has the biggest problem with Christmas because of all that stuff. I think that's very interesting that they missed the mark mm. right there. And then he, of course, goes on and steals all the gifts everywhere. It's a very funny bit. One of my favorite potent quotables, which we can get into now since we're kind of done with the cast. Um, he's getting up to go dive into <laughs> the chimney. And he says, like, really quickly, he's like, he's planning a double-twisting, interrupted, forward-flying two-and-a-half with combo tuck and pike, high degree of difficulty, and basically does this huge, like, <laughs> somersaulting flip into the chimney and then gets stuck by what he claims is water weight that goes right to his hips. <laughs> I love that. I like the line where... Uh... Anthony Hopkins says he slunk himself into the fridge, and you hear him say slunk. (laughs) Uh, We talked about how much Martha is just so hot for the Grinch. Oh, she is. And there's, in the flashback scenes when they reveal why Grinch hates Christmas, they show Augustus, Martha, and uh, Hubris, like, reacting to the Grinch throwing a Christmas tree when he was younger. Mm -hmm. And... It's followed like Augustus, Hubris, and then Martha, and they each say the anger, the fury, and then Martha just sighs and sits back in her chair. She's like, the muscles. <laughs> I like that part. You do. Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. <laughs> Naming off the Who's, that's, that's a really good one. Aardvarky and Who was the first one he read. <laughs> Aardvarky and Ebenezer Who? Yeah. I- Hate you! It's <laughs> <laughs> on top of the Martin just screaming at the Hughes. The Hughes. Like, what's Christmas about? Cindy Lou asks. <laughs> Vengeance! <laughs> <laughs> Another one that, as an adult, I love so much is when 
he's debating whether or not to go to this jubilation by mm-hmm. himself in her like <laughs> I guess out loud monologuing. He's like, "What if it's a cruel prank? What if it's a cash bar? How dare they?" <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the unpleasantness of a cash bar at a party. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Dude, that's <laughs> the echoing. Uh, this is a uh, quote, but a bit that got me was the tuba player in the beginning. <laughs> and a little miniature who playing a tuba comes out of the tuba. My what is the purpose of that? My mom loves that. Really? It's, it gets her every year. Every time. A little tuba man getting sucked back into the bigger tuba. I want to watch it with your family and me and Lynn will just be cracking up over yeah. the tuba player. My family does. How come there's story. miniature who's though? Like driving the car? Dude, they come in all shapes and sizes. Do That's the, kind of their whole shtick. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they all love Christmas. <laughs> they all do love Christmas. One of the other ones before we jump into the Infinity and Beyond uh, section is... Again, it's kind of similar to you. It's not a quote. It's a sequence where Grinch is trying to get, like, dressed to go to this party. And he, like, kind of is like, hey, if I can't find anything to wear, I'm not going. And off in the distance, outside his mountain, he hears this yodeling who. And again, I cannot for the life of me, other than nostalgia, just explain why this makes me laugh so much. But this was, like, the favorite moment for me and a handful of my siblings when we were younger. Just this guy yodeling. And he gets pulled away off screen by the Grinch. You don't even see the Grinch. And then it's implied that not only did the Grinch strip this guy down for his over his Swedish overalls, but now the dude's gone. He might have killed him or worse. Hypothermia. He's just up there on the mountain. So to infinity and beyond, there's a question of like what the movie's legacy is. This time, instead of five years later, it's 20 years later. Will it still have an impact, and should it be talked about? This film did hold the highest opening weekend for a Christmas movie for 18 yeah. years oh. until it was passed up in 2018 by The Grinch. Really? The animated version of The Grinch. Yeah, it held the People highest love the Grinch. opening. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of weird that for the longest time, this one was like the, you know, the top you know, Christmas movie as far as, like, openings go. And mm-hmm. then the only thing that passed it, because there's been a lot of Christmas movies between now and then, was another, you know, remake of this classic story. People love The Grinch. And I think rightfully so, because of the themes and stuff we talked about. It resonates and can be kind of played with in different ways. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me personally, I think it obviously hold up as my favorite. Christmas movies aren't my favorite are they anyone's favorite? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there do. is. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think this movie will just become more and more of a cult movie as years go by. Yeah, especially now with all like we it. mentioned the memes and everything, the ad libbed high energy lines and performance by Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. That's what's really gonna make this. movie. When's the last version. time like a iconic Christmas movie came out? I mean, I don't know. Like after yeah. 2000, it's it's hard to even say. Yeah, there's there's one I I I I'll just tell people now what the second Christmas episode is going to be. It. it would be the one thing I would respond to that is the Polar Express, mm-hmm. which is my choice for a Christmas episode this year. Talking the Polar Express, yeah. um, but back to the the Grinch. Um, like we mentioned earlier, it won an Oscar for best makeup, mm-hmm. two Kids Choice Awards for favorite movie and favorite actor, which. 
hey, they count for something. Favorite and, actor went to Cindy Lou Who, right? No. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> Who would have known? And then another award for Jim Carrey, an MTV award really? for best villain. Oh. Yeah. How about that? He's not a villain. I know, but kind of. For <laughs> yes. 90% of the movie he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like we said, mainly it's Jim who's going to carry this movie on into the future. But I do think it is some of that just classic Dr. Seuss original story concept that they expound on in this with Cindy Lou Who's character, you know, all of the Who's, and ultimately just the theme of, like, hey, what Christmas is really about, even though it's done in kind of a cheesy way, Mm -hmm. it's still, I think, is executed pretty well. Right. Bagels, Daniel. This is where we got to put our our money where our mouth is. Dicey. Got to got to get out the the who hash here to hash this out <laughs> a little bit. Wes, I don't know what, how many bagels to give this thing. I I'm toying with the number. There was a bit I was gonna do earlier about like we should give this Christmas bagels, and I was you were gonna say, well, what's a Christmas bagel? And I was gonna be like, it's basically a donut. Uh, <laughs> it's a sweet bagel, <laughs> but a green and red. Right. It's it's tough to say, I agree, because one, I'll admit this with any movie when it comes to this kind of thing, there is like definitely an element of nostalgia here for sure. Yeah. It's a National Treasure thing, almost. Uh, almost. I do like National Treasure more. Mm-hmm. I want to say this movie is somewhere in the six to low seven range, mm-hmm. I feel like, because the themes hold up. Yeah, there's some jokes that don't land, that haven't aged well. Right. There is some weirdness with some of the characters, but overall, the message is still there. You get a top-tier performance. I think, I mean, on the high end, we'll go high. It's Christmas. We'll it's give it like generous. A, this is we'll a season it, of giving. Give it a 7.3. 7.5. There you go. Yeah. This is definitely, um, if you haven't seen it already, I would definitely, especially this time you watch Friends or Family, or What's the Mood, because it is a Christmas movie. I feel like any holiday movie gets slapped with What's the Mood. Yeah, kind of has to. Both of those on the the rewatchable scale, obviously. Seek it out at the top. Watch with friends. If it's on, what's the mood? And stab my eyes. So, though out of all the Christmas movies, this is the one I'd probably be most likely to watch over and over again. No, in different times of the year, if oh, I had if to, you, if you had, because to. he's so funny in it. Because he's yeah, yeah. I'd that is not my thing at all. Watching any kind of holiday movie no, out no, of no, season. No, 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 no. I don't know why. I'm not saying I can't. I'm just saying I don't. I never had the desire to, even as a child. No. I think I just looked forward to, you know, that time of year and got excited to rewatch it. You looked at that green VHS. (laughs) That green VHS. Not now. (laughs) October. mm -mm, So close. November. Maybe. December for sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Unrelated? Mm, Sure. On the topic of Christmas movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Christmas movie. Not Halloween. There's Snow, Santa, and the word Christmas in the title. But it's also a Halloween movie. There's the word Nightmare. Yep, but it's also a Halloween movie. It exists perfectly in the middle. Would you judge me if I watched it on Halloween? No. Okay. You can watch it. That's the perfect thing. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is the perfect movie from October into Christmas because it takes place... Before Christmas. Before Christmas and on Christmas night, or Christmas morning, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That Okay, so my criteria really quick before we go. Yeah. Also, want to mention once again, thank you all so much for listening to hey, the show. thank you. Thank you so much. Remember the giveaway. 
don't have to sing anything. Just let us know you listened and let us know you're having a safe and Merry Christmas. Please sing the song. If you want to, you can. You don't get any extra points if you do, but we'll we'll welcome it. You get points with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just let us know. Say your name. Say your Merry Christmas. Say Mm -hmm. you want the prize, the present. We'll have a drawing this week and next week after our Polar Express episode. Yeah. Another favorite Christmas movie of mine. You know what I'm sick of? Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. You know what? No, it's not. There's a diagram of criteria here as we get into this debate of what is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I get what people are saying when it, they say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Because it takes place like on Christmas Eve. And there is lines sprinkled throughout the movie about ho, 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 you know, now I have yeah. a machine gun. So... But come on now. I, I get I get the the sticklers where it's like it's not a Christmas movie because there's no you know, it's not made for Christmas. Right. But I feel like that one I have to give more of a pass above on the Christmas scale isness of it. Mm-hmm. Because it take the whole movie takes place on that day. Against something like, say, Toy Story, which fits the themes of Christmas much more. Yeah. But there's only one like five second snippet at the end of that movie where, you know, they get a puppy and they make a joke and it's Christmas mm-hmm. for the toys and whatnot. It's a wonderful life is weird too because yeah, that's just a, a very, very small portion. Of very that small exact no, that's a great point. That's to me why Is Die Hard more of a Christmas movie than it's a wonderful life? That's what I'm saying. Like oh. there's this weird like if you're gonna be picky about Die Hard, how are you not picky about those other ones? Because every year like clockwork, ABC Family would show the Toy Story movie, and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm here for it, because I love Toy Story, but this is in no way really a Christmas movie. You're, it's a stretch. Yeah. Die Hard is less of a stretch. But I always like feel that. like the people who say Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie is like, trying to be real macho. It's like, look at me. I'm like, yeah, that's it's not fine. a Christmas No, it's not. It's oh, not a Christmas oh, I was movie. saying being macho is fine. Like, that's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I th- I'm in the camp of, hey, It's a Wonderful Life is a stretch. Toy Story has the themes there. It, it mm-hmm. like I said, there. I'll, I'll next week. You know what? I'll come. I'll come prepared with some sort of Venn diagram, some sort of lawful, neutral, whatever scale that thing is about Christmas movies. Do they or do they not count? Right. And you guys, once again, I'll remind you. Please enter in the giveaway. We want to give these movies away because you guys have been so loyal and so great, and we do wish you a very safe and a very merry bagel Christmas. Yes. That's it. That's it. (laughs) 